Thank you for tuning in and sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. And if you didn't hear already, the Vikes and the Packers tied. And me thinks again, we need a new kicker. Just put it out there in the airways. All right. I I think the cup kicker has lost his nerve. And so I don't think we're going to get much out of him until we, I don't know. That's just my thought. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. What happened to the bee after he had four cups of coffee? He was busy buzzing around. I don't know. Close. <laughs> He got a buzz. Oh, okay. He got a buzz. So you're that on makes the right. Sense. Yes, so I was like, I know a buzz you, has you, to be in there. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Oh. You got it. Okay. Clever, clever. Yeah, there we go. Okay, let's head to the phone lines. Okay, we have Ryan on the line, and Ryan has a question about a cat that's not using the litter box. Oh, bummer. Okay, hey, Ryan, how you doing? Hey, Kitty, doing good. Good, good. So how many cats you got? Uh, there's two cats. Two cats? Um, so our two households were combined when we got married this summer. And um, so there's a, an 11-year-old female and a 2-year-old male. Uh, they're both fixed. And after the first week of, you know, hissing and whatnot, they seem to be getting along. Mm-hmm. But one of them is going number two in the living room occasionally instead of in the box. And uh, How many litter boxes do you have? I have two. I have separate food and boxes for each. But are are they in separate rooms or in the same room? They they are in separate rooms, yes. Separate they're in but separate I think, rooms? I think they've kind of both been using the one box though. So, okay, okay. Um, so I'm not sure how to get them to use their separate box. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you don't have a choice in that. <laughs> All you can okay. do is just put it down and pray to the Lord they hit it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now because uh, now can you did you have any idea who do you suspect? Uh, the young one or the uh, older one? Hello. Oops. You're going to have to call back because we lost you. There's a hiccup it says in that he's still on there. There's but... a hiccup in the system. Yep. Hiccup. Hiccup. Okay. All right. Call back, Ryan, so we can get work on this litter box issue, all right? Yes. Okay, who's up? Okay, so we're going to now go to Maggie, mm-hmm. and Maggie has a question about a dog that's aggressively barking. All right. Not good. Hi, Maggie. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Hi, Maggie. Are you there? I'm here. Can there? you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. can hear you now. Oh, good. Okay, what kind of dog? Well, I have a Belgian Tavern. He's three and a half. And we've had Belgian Taverns before, and this seems to be something that we've had trouble with with others. But he uh, he's a great dog, but when people come to the door, or mostly when they come to the house, he's very aggressive in terms of his bark mm-hmm. and wanting attack. Mm-hmm. And then once you stop and let him sniff, he's your best friend. All but, right. you know, for people who are scared of dogs. Oh, yeah, that make them pee in their pants. Yeah. <laughs> now, you've had Belgians oh, before? We've had uh, three three taverns, yeah. Okay, okay. And because they're uh, they're they're guard dogs and herd dogs, and so, right. so the other three didn't have this problem, or this one just well, over one the... Well, one of them more than... The two males have had it more than the female. All right. Yeah, males would be more. 
Yeah. So. And I just I I just need some suggestions what? on how to train them against this or Okay, so is it just no so, so I come to the door knock 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 and he's going to go off the edge, correct? Ruff, 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 yes. Ruff. Okay. Yeah. So then yes. now once you see who it is, it's me. Hi. Okay, now you should be able to say quiet or enough and he should back down, all right? Okay. But now um what you can do is you want to keep setting him up, you know, like have a neighbor come over, people in the house, and everybody uh-huh. takes turns, you know, answering the door. And so the thing is, is that what do you have? You tried like blasting him, you know? Does he know the word quiet? Uh, no, he knows the word no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I would do is I would get, see, most dogs are no to death. And so pretty soon yeah. everything means no and no starts going in one ear and out the other. So yep. what you want to do is teach him what, you know, the quiet word is. Is it going to be quiet? Is it going to be, you know, enough? Ah, enough. Or ah, yeah. quiet. Okay? okay. And then if he doesn't, then blast him in the face with water. Ah, quiet uh, and as okay. soon as he quiets just calmly say thank you don't say good boy that gets him yep. all crazy in the head zero right yeah so you, yeah you could try the water you know that some some dogs uh you have to use apple cider vinegar half apple cider vinegar half water and just aim for the nose or for the mouth okay mm-hmm. and then what you're going to do is then you're going to go very calm now just settle just settle don't start yep. screaming and yelling because that's just going to feed the frenzy Right. Yep. And so then what you're going to do is you're going to tell people now you're going to put them on a leash so that when you come in, when people come in, tell yep. them to just walk on by, ignore the dog, just you know, like go to the deck or the, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And so because usually the first 10, 15 minutes, sometimes longer, you know, when the people are over that the dog is, you know, a little bit more, you know, antsy. And so yep. you're going to control it because you now do you use a training collar with him at all. Uh, training being what kind? Well, it just depends. Yeah. Anything that keeps control when you go for a walk. What do you what do you use? Well, we were using a choker. Now we've got more of a friendly, you know, one of those vest things. And he doesn't, he doesn't uh, pull on that as much. Okay. Uh, you, but, you put him in a harness? Yes. Okay. Oh, you're just talking about harnesses. That's just something. Uh, because most Belgian taverns uh, that I've worked with, uh, they need, you know, they're just like, like your shepherds, you know, your brassy, your brassier type. They need their, yeah, hello, wake up, smell the roses, you know, type thing. Yeah. And so I've used pinch collars on mine. You know, I know a oh, lot of people yeah. have aversions to those, but I fit mine that loosely so it slides over the head and slides off. So that yeah. when it's on the dog and he's, he's paying attention, there is no collar pressure. And so that yeah. that's what I would use for this type of dog, you know, for the yeah. Personality, because like I say, so it's it's not he can't blow you off. He's got to listen to right. what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, and, and I think that's true because we have had the pinch collar, and then I just thought, oh, maybe that's too too drastic. No, it's so. not though. I mean, if you yeah. if it's not fitted tight, if it's fitted tight, then it is drastic. Right. But see, yeah. the thing with all the vests, like I said earlier, is that it's teaching the dogs you're restraining, not training with with harnesses. Yep. All right. Yep. They, they you don't have control of their head. You don't have control yep. of the of the front torso that can do a lot of damage. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and so you need something that, and and the general leader has his place in the training world, but many dogs don't acclimate to that very well. They, uh-huh. you know, they're so worried about trying to get it off or rub it off that you know that's uh, becomes a fest in itself. All right. Yeah. So that's why I use uh, either the Starmark collars for small to medium dogs and okay. dogs that I have size to them. I use the pinch collars, and I know okay. I can hear people probably hanging up on me going, "That's inhumane." It's yeah. not inhumane because what it was is it it, mir- it mimics mom's teeth. 
you know, mm-hmm. where, but, but blunt. You know, I mean, they're not sharp. There are some that may, might, I found out, I didn't realize, but there are some out there that have sharp ends to it. No, you want the ones that are, are blunt, okay, that you can put it on your wrist and jerk it, and it's not going to do anything to you, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so what it does, it just gets their attention so that you can teach them something. Yeah. And then And then your goal is that you can put the vest on or whatever, and there's no, you know, he's listening. He's paying attention. There is no mm-hmm. collar pressure. There's no, you know, he's not pulling. You know, that that's, we got to teach him first is yep. what it is, okay? So that's what I would do. The other thing, too, that is um, some people, you know, like bark collars, not one that mm-hmm. you hold, you know, one that's an immediate reaction to his actions, you mm-hmm. know, because I had a shepherd once on my Hank. Uh, instead of starting out like, woof, 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 and then getting nuts, he would just come out going, rawr, rawr, rawr. you know what I mean? Yep. It, it, my my yep. heart would go right through my, st- you know. But anyway, and so I, I got him on to be more mindful of his voice. And so uh-huh. what happened is that he learned to start out slow, rawr, rawr, you know, and then I could jump in. Ah, quiet, I've got it. And yep. so he didn't, he didn't ra- you know, rev it up so that it became, you know, like I say, rattling windows in the whole kit and caboodle. So you got to find out your dog's personality and mm-hmm. then work with it from there. Whether the spray bottle will do the difference, you know, blast them in the face, or if that doesn't work, half apple cider vinegar, half water, and then you blast them in the nose or the mouth. Ah, quiet. And as soon as yeah. he quiets, thank you. Very nice. Don't say good boy. Don't pet him. Just a very, thank you. Right. And then keep setting him up. Every twice a day, you want to have somebody at the door that you're answering the door. So he gets used to looking. Now, somebody's knocking at the door, roof, roof, but he doesn't wind himself up because you, you want him to keep barking. If you don't know who it is, all right? Right. Okay, but yeah. as soon as you see who it is, then you should be able to step in and say, hey, quiet. And as he yeah. quiets, thank you. Very nice. And then if you're worried about, you know, because he has to smell the person, then have him on a leash. You're under control. Just tell people, walk on by. Okay. So that yep. then, uh, so then let him, you know, do the air snail and, and then eventually be able to drop the leash. And then when you can see he's, he's okay with whoever's over, then you can take the leash off if you need be. So okay. you just got to walk him through the new, what is the new protocol for answering the door? And then you got to okay. stick with it because boy, I'll tell you, those, do- those dogs are smart dogs. And yeah, should, they are too smart. Yeah, and you shouldn't, <laughs> it, it shouldn't take much for him to understand what you want from him. All right. So can I ask you another quickie question, or do you need sure. to go on? Yep, go ahead. So uh, similar, um, if we we're out and he's not as well acclimated to, I'd, I'd like to take him to patios, but when he gets when he gets nervous, I can tell it's a, mm-hmm. and then he's going to start that same kind of barking yep. or yep. you know, that's desensitizing him, and that takes time. All right, mm-hmm. to be able to bring them out and about. And some dogs just can't because they're a very high-strung dog. And so yeah. that's why they, they don't settle in. They're not going to be a lap dog. <laughs> you right, know, nope, uh, but, they are. Right, and so, that, but, uh, so what you can do is that you can, um, like I said, that'll take a lot of work. It can be done. The best mm-hmm. success is that you can, you do your groundwork so he's really well on walking on a leash. He responds well. You can, mm-hmm. if he starts to bark, ah, 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 quiet, is to build his confidence Yep. You know, and so when, when you build his constant confidence, and then also what I've seen work too is if you, let's say you just got a laid back, maybe a golden retriever, a gal that has a, and they're good friends, all right? Then what you uh-huh. can do is tether him to that dog, and you know, whereas that dog would take the lead, and he'll draw confidence off of that dog, you know, and then eventually uh-huh. you don't have the, that dog, he can start doing it on himself. But it takes a while. I mean, we're talking about a good six months program, if not more. Okay. But the biggest thing is, is to get, get that dog's confidence, you know, through trick training, agility, you know, and not do things rocket fast like they want to do. You know, they want to do everything like at lightning speed, which uh-huh. you want to get him to learn to do how to just calm down. One uh-huh. exercise that you can do every day, a couple times a day, 
just to put a buckle collar on, put a, a nylon leash on him, sit on the bulk of the leash. And uh-huh. ignore the dog. Don't look at him. Don't touch him. Don't do anything. Uh, read a book. Talk on the phone. Uh, get your emails, whatever. If he tries to come up into your face, then what you do is cro- turn your head to the right or to the left, so a side profile to the dog. Cross your arms in front of you and then lean forward and bump him if he tries to come up into your lap and just go, hey, just like that. Or, ah, uh-huh. just like that. But don't look at him. The minute you look at him, the dog's like, ah, made you look, made you look, ah, ha, ha, ha. And so what you want him to learn is how to find, how to zen himself out, that he can calm himself down. And so if you got a minute, sit on the leash, ignore the dog. You got five okay. you, know, you got five minutes, sit on the leash, ignore the dog. Got a half hour, sit on the leash, ignore the dog. And this also transfers like when people come over, you know, you sit on the leash and ignore the dog, you know, where they get used to the people's sounds and smells. And then uh-huh. they learn how to calm themselves down. Once they're calm, then you can get off the leash, let them go say uh-huh. hi. So that's what you really need to do is, is bump that confidence. There's a lot of confident games out there that you can do. You know, obviously yep. a, a, a obedience, a trick training, you know, just and then that's going to naturally come but some dogs just like with humans they get into a close uh, situation and they just can't calm down you know, yeah. I, mean, I don't do good in crowds i can handle it but then there's times i can't <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. okay that's very helpful okay Thank kiddo you, so much. you bet you have a great day you too take care thank bye you bye you bet what kind of bear doesn't have any teeth what kind of bear doesn't have any teeth you so much. I say, if you want to learn more about the FDA, uh, Dr. Gene Dodds, you know, we were talking about the canine heart disease at the lower terrain and that. You need to, I found out now, go to hemo, H-E-M-O, pet.org. Hemo, H-E-M-O, pet.org. And they and then go under, there's a button there that says NutriScan, N-U-T-R-I-S-C-A-N. Click on that and the article about the um Dr. Gene does about the FDA statement on canine heart disease and the terrain of deficiency is there and it's really an awesome article. So please do your due diligence and read, all right? Okay, what did we ouch, I just hurt my the finger again. You know that? Okay, what kind of bears uh, doesn't have any teeth? Think about it, think about it. Gummy bears. Of, yay! Ding yes! ding 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 Excellent. Yes. All right, good going, good going, kiddo. Thanks. All right, let's head for the. Oh, we got we got uh, Ryan back. Yes, yes, we're gonna head back to All Ryan. Right. Litter box issues. Okay, yes. Ryan, are you back? Yeah, I'm here, Katie. All right. Okay. So now, do you suspect either one of the cats, or, you know, one over the other, or what? I'm suspecting uh, the older cat because um, she's she seems to be more of the kind of the loner type versus the younger one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think she's, you know, not. Uh, appreciating the company as much yeah i bet not cat. yeah definitely definitely now is this a daily occurrence a weekly occurrence what it's um yeah they've been together for about a week and it's it's been yeah kind of a few days in a row here all right mm-hmm. um, um so. but you might want now is a kitten or the two-year-old is that one always available to the female i mean did you separate them at all or did you just pray for the best um, yeah, for the first, um, two or three days, we had the female in a separate room mm-hmm. just by herself. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and we opened the door and let them kind of have it out. And mm-hmm. they, they seem to be getting along at, you know, now after, uh, spending some time around each other, but, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Cause cat taste, yeah, cats take change, uh, slowly. 
And also, too, uh, when an older cat's been an old cat for a long time, and all of a sudden here comes this little son of a gun, you know, and they're yeah. full of the dickens, and that unnerves anybody, unnerves uh, two-legged people. You know, when we're, you start having little ones around us, it's like, oh, Calgon, sure. take me away. So what you've got to make sure is that that kitten does not, or the two-year-old, doesn't have access to the 11-year-old all the time, that you give okay. that cat breaks, all right? So that, uh, and, uh, and sometimes what you're really lucky, because usually it takes takes two to three weeks of like the one cat stays in the room and the one cat stays in the house. Okay. Then a couple times a day you switch places where the older cat would go into the room there where the younger cat was in and the younger cat. So they, they, it's like trading places where they can get used to each other's smells and such like that. Because usually the slower you go, the more chance of it working is what happens. So they just kind of okay. get used to each other. Like you put one in a kennel so one can sniff the other without the other one get whacked. But, uh, yeah. so basically that's what it is. Uh, now, have you changed the litter at all? Or is the litter the same litter that you're using? Um, let's see. I guess the... I guess the one hasn't been completely changed out yet, um, so, and that's I guess that's the one they're both using. Mm-hmm. And then, are you using uh, litter that is really perfumey, smelly? Um, it has. I guess a little bit of a scent to okay, it. Okay, because yeah. cats and FYI, everybody's got cats. Don't buy that stuff. Just get okay. stuff that with no scent. And then I get the big bags of baking soda, you know, like at Sam's or whatever. And okay. I put I sprinkle a little bit on the bottom. And I put my uh, uh, you know, my litter in, and then I sprinkle a little bit on top. And then the cats walk it in, and and that takes care of any odor. All right, and okay. then now they're finally coming out with odor free that controls odor. You know what I mean? Okay. okay because most cats hate that that's meant that's smelly they just think about it It'd be like every time you go in a you know you go to use your toilet somebody shoves mm-hmm. one of those uh fragrant things in your nose <laughs> yeah and it's kind of like ooh, get it out of there and so i get uh, and then what food are you feeding um they're each um they're each just getting a, a dry food that we didn't we didn't change it at all um from what they were doing uh-huh um, so, and they seem to be each eating from their, their dishes, you know, but it's the, uh, when it comes back out, we're having the issue. I okay. Guess. Now are you giving set feeding times or are you free feeding? Um, there's, there's basically always, always food out for them. Okay. Because. Yeah, because what you got to remember is that when you leave food out, it's th- it gets stale, it gets rancid, you know, with okay. the with the oxygen. So every cat should have just a set feeding times: once in the morning, once at night. And remember, okay. cats, especially the eleven year old, you know, if he's old, he's been dry, feeding dry matter. That's like uh, remember, cats came from the desert; they get their moisture from what they eat, and by eating dry food with all the carbohydrates over time, they start getting crystals in their urine and start having renal problems. So you do really well if you'd switch to a grain, you know a canned grain-free diet uh, okay. and then half a can in the morning and a half a can at night for the older one and then the, how is how many pounds is your older one uh i think probably around 13 14 okay is she uh overweight um probably a tad okay because by going to the grain-free canned uh, good food, uh, you that cat will lose weight because she's not getting the carbs anymore that turn into sugar and sugar turns into fat. All right, okay. and so um, and then like with the young the the two year old, my guess will probably not quite you know a uh, half a can 
you know, in the morning and a half a can at night. That you just have to play with on that. Okay. But the thing is, is that now the doo-doo that's left for you to obviously pick up, is it, uh, is it very dry or is it, what, what's the doo-doo like? Um, um, I guess when I, I found that it, it seemed dry, but, you know, at the same time, I don't know for sure how long it's Right, been, right, you know, right, but. right. Because uh, sometimes if a cat is really having a problem, it's best to put a litter box there and then try to work the litter box back to where you want so then you don't have okay. to because you don't know <clears throat> they're peeing either, you know. And the anti-icky yeah. poo is the best stuff to pick that up with, all right? That changes okay. a chemical component, urine or doo-doos or any smell what, naturally. But so I guess what I would do is I would try the a grain-free canned food. I would uh, put a litter box where the, do- the cat seems to be going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, change it, make the litter to a non-perfumey, and then make sure that the young one doesn't have access to the older one all the time to give the older one a break and not, you know, put him into Spaz City because he can't, you know, it's like, God, will you get rid of, you know, get out of my face and get off yeah. of me, all right? And so where, let's say, uh, you're, you've got the older one in another room and you're watching TV and the younger one somebody else is playing with, all right? Or vice okay. versa. Or, get you know, just put the younger one into a room and give the, you know, I mean, change it up so that the cat has access to be able to get away. Okay, okay. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, and like I say, my guess it is a behavior thing. There is a, a book called Your Cat by Hodgkins, H-O-D-G-K-I-N-S, and that's the Bible for all cat owners for feeding and for just vetting and for behavior problems. It's called okay, Your great. Cat. Okay, so try that, and that's. Uh, but uh, I like I said, sometimes by putting the, my guess is just it's stress is what's causing you know the the not good stuff. So. Okay. okay, and then also too by going to grain-free canned uh, food, uh, you won't in a couple of weeks you will notice a coat on the cats will be phenomenal, where you, oh. they uh, they would they'll seem like they're not shedding as much. I had eight cats sleep in my house at one time. Nobody knew where the cats were sleeping because all the cats' coat was in the cats and dogs should only shed twice a year, once in the spring, once in the fall. And if they're okay. shedding perpetually, then like I said, dry food with cats does it, and then they also need some fish oils too. Okay. So, yeah, but okay, get that good. book, Your Cats, all right? Great. Thanks, okay, Katie. good luck. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. A, co- a cowboy arrives at the ranch on Sunday, stays three days, and leaves on Friday. How is that possible? And there we are. We're back. This is the Katie K9 Show. I'm here every Sunday, 4 to 6, answering the K9 questions, occasional feline questions. We just had one. So, and anytime you got a question, you can email me or call me up at Katie's Canines, and I'll be happy to answer it for you, okay? Okay, a cowboy arrives, now listen carefully, okay? A cowboy arrives at the ranch on Sunday, stays three days, and leaves on Friday. How is that possible? The horse's name is Sunday. Or leaves on Friday, so the horse's name is Friday. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. All right. There you go. <laughs> Got Excellent. a little confused there. The horse's name is Friday. Yes. I'm very yeah. impressed. There you go. A cowboy arrives at I the ranch on Sunday, yeah. stays three days, and leaves on Friday. How is that possible? His horse is named Friday. Okay. Get it? Yeah, it. I do. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've ever done that one here. No, but I think so. I think the reason I got confused is because <laughs> there's actually another one that that the answer is his horse is name is Sunday. Oh, okay. So I think it's something like oh, okay. Okay, comes okay. on Wednesday, yeah. leaves on Tuesday, but then comes, I don't know, no. it's weird. Oh, well, you did. Yeah. I'm impressed. Anyway. You. <laughs> Excellent. It's, it's, yeah. 
My brain's going about 75 miles an hour right now. Well, you're doing a good job. Yeah. Thank you. Job. Thank you. Thank you. you <laughs> Who's up to bat? Okay. We have Christine on the line, and she has a question about um, helping move with her pets. How right. to best help that? Okay. Yeah. Hi, Christine. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you, Katie? Good, good. So you're moving? We are moving. And what are we doing? What are we doing here? Well, what we are doing is we're, we've been in our house for 15 years, and the pets have been with us in this house for six years. Right. And we're actually moving to a lake home, but it's not ready yet. So mm-hmm. we have to move to an apartment for up to three months. Oh, bummer. Okay. Yes. And what so pets do we have? I Dogs, have a, cats, guanas? I, <laughs> I have an eight-year-old pug. Okay. And then I have a six-year-old cat, and the cat is very much an outside cat. He does come in to eat and sleep and use a litter box, but he's a big hunter. All right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. This is a quandary. So now you said at an apartment. Uh, yeah. Are we talking like a major, like downtown apartment or a suburb apartment? What kind of apartment are we talking here? This is a suburb apartment. Okay. How many floors? I believe they are maybe three or four. Okay. We're on the first floor. Oh, I was because I was going to ask you know because a doggy might have to get it used to going on an elevator, you know. So, yep. but if you're on the first floor, okay, you're on the first floor, so that means a cat could go out, but I wouldn't trust it. Um, no. Yep. No, I would. Uh, the cat should not go out, but but that's going to be a tough one, you know. But that cat's going to be driving you nuts. Yeah. Uh, um, how so? It's going to be three months in the apartment at least, three four months. Well, hopefully less, but yeah. it could be up to three. Yeah, okay. About the only thing you can do is grin and bear it here, whereas uh, try to, like, uh, get a bird feeder uh, so that outside your do- your your apartment that your cat can at least sit and watch birds. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to entertain this cat. So I would try that. I would also, um, uh, you got to, uh, like, the Dahlberg, you know, where the cat chases uh, like it's like a, on a fishing line and, and there's a feather or whatever type thing because you're yeah. going to have to mentally stimulate this cat because he's used to being out and hunting and being mentally stimulated. So it's really up to yourself to try to, you know, pull things out of your pocket to, you know, to entertain this cat. But, you know, a, a cat tree by the window with a, a, a bird, if you can have a bird feeder, like even a bird feeder that's connected to the window. You know, it doesn't have to be a substantial bird feeder, just something or even, uh, you know, hopefully the apartment complex allows that. I know some may not. Uh, you know the, uh, the you know that corn feeder that spins that squirrels get on it and they go around and around and around. You know he might enjoy that, but I would not let the cat out until you get you know to your new place, and sure. then and then take them out you know like uh, in a carry kennel and and you can even do that at your place here. Take them outside in a carry kennel, so at least mm-hmm. you can absorb and get smell and stuff like that. And then like at your new place, same thing. Put them, just don't open the door and say, okay, don't forget to come back. <laughs> you know, put them in a you know carry kennel. Bring them outside. You know, hang out out so he can get used to the smells and the sounds and just the looks and such like that. Before I'd do that at least a couple weeks before you actually turn him loose. You know, and then hopefully he's gonna come back. All right, but the, with the, that- go ahead. Would the kennel be the first step? We've done leash and harness before. Mm-hmm, mm, oh, yep. Uh, as far as a leash and a harness for the cat? Yes. Okay. That, no, that's fine. As long as some cats don't, I, I don't mention that because most cats, you know, try to get him acclimated to a lease and a harness. Like, yeah, right. So it's just easier to pop him into a kennel. But you know, if he he does great with a lease and a harness, excellent. Then let him go out with that. That'd be okay. great. And then with the dog too, like now that you're on the only level, you don't have to worry about going up and down. 
But like I said, it's all new smells, all new potty. He's not sure where do I put my potty. So you got to, you know, reiterate where does potty go. You know, you got to kind of change him, uh, you know, explain that too to him. Okay. Okay. But anyway, but yeah, so just, just take your time. Don't overwhelm, you know, you know, just every dog is different. Every cat is different, how they take change and just kind of watch, pay attention so that they don't, you don't want to get them, you know, stress, stress. And they're again, games, redirecting their energy, redirecting their attention, you know, like teaching the dog some tricks or do it, you know, go for different walks. But the dog is going to be more in heaven because now look at, oh, geez, new smells, new things. You know, this is, this almost intriguing to a dog. Whereas a cat is kind of like, you know, they don't take change as well. So. And do you think we should limit his access at first to just a, a bedroom? Before giving him the cat to the whole. Yes. Yes, I would. I would start out small there again, just like, you know, taking a cat outside with the harness or, or kind of let him get, you know, get his legs, his smell and what he sees and what he hears and such like that. That's what I would do. Cause, um, especially what, when a cat gets worried, they, they seek to go up. And I've known more cats that have gotten into the laundry room. And then, you know, most of the rafters are open down there and they've gotten into the ceilings in that of the house. Because they were scared. They were seeking, you know, they're scared. So they're seeking darkness and height to get away. Okay. So that's why you want to make sure he doesn't have access to that openness. You know, if everything's sealed up, you don't have anything to worry about. Right. But most basements aren't, especially laundry rooms. But, you know, the, the rafters are open because people are like my husband. He stuffs clothes in there. <laughs> that's, his, that's his drawer. <laughs> but, okay. yeah, so that, that's what you just got to pay attention to because then slowly then he can, you know, let him out. Like, let's say you got home, get home from work or whatever type thing. You know, let the cat out of that room while you're there and let him investigate. Okay. And then if you can see he's being okay, then fine. But if he's starting to look a little nervous, a little worried, then put him back in and, and visit him in his room. Just just go. They can let the cat tell you how he's feeling and go from there. Okay. Okay. Great. Good luck with, with your you. next journey of life. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You bet. Take care. Bye bye. Yep. Bye bye. Yeah, that's and that's, like I say, some cats are, are acclimate real well, and some and same with dogs. Same with people, though. They were we're all different. So you just got to kind of watch, pay attention, and just see what's going on. Okay. All right. Where are we at there, Missy? Okay, uh, we can start another question if you would like. Well, let's do that then. Okay, sounds good. So we have Lori on the line. And Lori has a question about a dog that was bit by a tick. All right. But they got the tick, but they're still experiencing some lameness in the leg. All right. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Hi. There we go. Hi, Lori. How you doing? Hi, Katie. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. And what kind of pupper do you got? Uh, I've got a Springer Spaniel. Springer? And how old? She's seven. Okay. Okay. And so, it, so it was an actual tick. Was it a deer tick or regular tick? Um, I, I'm going to say it was a regular tick. If it's bigger, um, yeah, the deer ticks are those teeny tiny oh, little minuscule things that are really hard to find. My husband's saying it's a, it was a deer tick. Alrighty then. Okay. And so, um, it was in, we found it. It was, you know, fairly large by the time we found it. Yeah. Um, we got it out. And it kind of left a crater on her rear hind leg where it was. And then since then, she's been experiencing lameness, not just walk. When we take her for walks, everything, she's fine. But then if she rests for a while and she gets up, she's got lameness in that leg where she kind of favors it and won't put any weight on it. Where was the tick on the leg? It was in the rear 
hind hind area, like her her butt cheek, kind of. Oh, butt cheek. Okay, okay. Because my yeah, my guess is that you know it's sore. It's just like if you uh, got a burn or something. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it by it, it's if it went into the muscle because I if I believe I believe uh, with the limes. If you suspect limes, I don't think it can be tested. Like she, if this is bit was like a couple of weeks ago, it doesn't show up in a test for about well, sixty to nine days. Couple, it was a couple months ago, and oh. we, we did take her to the vet too because we didn't know if she had injured, you know, her leg or yeah, something. Yeah, and yeah. he kind of did a check over and said she did was he test for limes? Very muscular and yeah. stuff. Did he test for um, Lyme disease? Uh, he didn't run any tests on Lyme's disease, no. Okay. But we get her a shot every year. Okay, yeah, but no, they, that's still there's still a forty percent chance to get Lyme, even if you have oh, the there? shot. Okay. You bet. Okay, can you hold on? Let's discuss this when we get back. Okay, don't hang okay. up. Okay. Right? Why do flamingos stand on one leg? Why do flamingos stand on one leg? I let that play for a little bit. Can you just see Carly's getting into that song on the other side of the glass there? Yes, this is such a great song. I just had to let you keep on going. Say, you know one thing I noticed, uh, the man wall of Lori and Julius? Yeah. A lot of them pictures now are laminated. I wonder, did it preserve them? I wonder if Kalina's doing that for them. I know Kalina's a a huge laminator. (laughs) I know, I know, right? I noticed that too when I was in there visiting with you. Yeah, not all of them are laminated, but there's quite a few. The majority of them are are laminated. Well, I can imagine too, you know, with the chairs some if it hits it it could rip some of the the pictures that and stuff, too so. and maybe curling the curling yeah. of the magazine pages or yeah. just paper in yeah, general so i'm impressed so maybe colleen is we're stepping it up over here yeah because yeah, i know she she even laminates her grocery list yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah all right why do flamingos stand on one leg uh i do not know this is something i don't know because if they lift the other leg they'll fall over oh okay okay i thought it was like an actual like you know? Nope, gotcha. <laughs> you did. I thought it was like a actual like fact about gotcha. flamingos. Oh. Hey, somebody, uh, Lori and Julia show last week, they said that Amazon is going to sh- ship Christmas trees this year. Sounds about right. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, that's like Target has the new ship tea thing. The who was? Okay, Target. So if you like go on the target.com or okay. whatever, okay. you can have, you can get whatever groceries shoes whatever you want you can have someone go and shop for you and then they like ship it to your house really yeah oh man so like you don't ever have to step inside target ever again oh. if you don't want to but i find joy in that so oh, yeah i love one thing i gotta say about target i don't shop target i yeah. don't know why i used to a long 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 time ago i love their shopping carts I would like to just take the carts and just, just push take through one. The, yeah. and just push through the store. It doesn't make any noise. They, they're like stealth. Yeah, you, you can't hear them exactly. coming, and they push so nice and easy. Yeah, I remember the first time I had to go to Target for something, and I was I was enamored by their carts. And so then I I wanted to stay there a little bit longer because I wanted to push it more. Yeah. <laughs> and I did so buy a funny. couple of things. Yeah, <laughs> because well, anyway, okay, all right, uh, Lori. There was uh, Lori is still with us. Yes, I'm uh, still here. Okay. And so now uh, the lime shot is still only 40%, uh, 60% proof. There's still a 40%. People think that if the dog, if they get their lime shot, the dog can never get lime. Wrong. They could still get lime. And that's why I would have the dog tested for lime. Does the, la- does the well, does the lameness shift or is, always in that, is it always in that leg? It's pretty much in the same leg every okay. time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and then my guess is that it got into there, you know, like it, it got pretty deep and just kind of like, yeah. it, you know, it's got to heal from the inside out. All right. Okay. Is there still a lump or something where it is? 
Uh, no, there's no lump or crater or anything anymore. That all healed. All right. So. I would just rule out just to make sure that it doesn't coincide. That I would definitely maybe this fall, you know, have them just tested for Lyme. Just okay. ju- just be just because. All right. Yeah. Because okay. sometimes because usually if they have Lyme, then what happens is the, sh- the lameness shifts. You know, sometimes oh. they might be uh, uh, might be sore in the right front leg and then the back leg. But I do have I've heard of cases where the dog goes to bed, wakes up, and can't walk. It's like this mystery, you know, like, what do you mean the dog can't walk? He was fine last night. They bring him in, have him tested. Guess what? They got Lyme. So that's why it it can raise his ugly head, even though I just think maybe the bite was just kind of deep. It just irritated the muscle tissues and such like that in there uh, because it's the same leg, you know, uh, because there's four stages to Lyme. And Uh and the first one is the bullseye, which we're never going to see unless you have a bald dog. Okay. (laughs) And then you have, then you've got uh, the low gray fever, the lameness that shift. That's another one. Okay, okay, and then you've got respiratory, where they can't, you know, they have trouble with the respiratory. And then the last stage is neurological uh, okay. to Lyme. And so that's why what you, you know, so I would just uh, rule it out for sure. Uh, right. You never know, even though it doesn't sound like it, but there's got to be something. Have you tried, uh, uh, is there, when you, when you put your hand there, does it, can you feel any kind of bump left over? No, nothing. Okay. And. We've had her groomed now a couple times, too, and ha- asked the groomer to check, and uh-huh. she hasn't found anything either. See, the only so. thing that I can think of is that because she was hurting, you know how sometimes we, uh, when we hurt, we limp, we change our gait, right? Well, right. then when our Augie is, uh, we're still kind of used to gimping, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so you might want to try, like, a chiropractor, and the okay. reason is is because, you know, when you when you limp and you get gimpy, you throw things out of whack. And so right. I would try maybe a chiropractic adjustment. You know, you have to be, re- uh, what area do you live in? Uh, Maple Grove. Maple Grove. Okay, you can, uh, Dr. Um, da, 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 uh, Perpetual Motion. Dr. Rebecca okay. is like, well, she's in a diner, but not really, if that makes any sense. But uh-huh. anyway, I, I would try her. And I, I would, because like I say, if the dog, especially a Springer, Springer point, spring from point A to point B. All right. So yeah. they're not exactly resting a lot. And so no. if she was a gimpy and she's, you know, trying to make compensate for her, her ouchiness, she could have threw other things off. And, you know, so, I mean, just let's get things straightened out. And so okay. I would, I would try that, try perpetual motion, Dr. Rebecca. And then, uh, yeah, give her a call and okay. uh, go from there. And then uh, just try that because, being that there's no bump, she's still on the gimpy on that same leg. The, it doesn't, you know. That's why. But I, it's just up to yourself. What area? What do you want to? If you well, it's just that hunting season is starting yeah. now. Uh, she's a grouse hunter, and okay. so I, you know, just trying to prevent her from. Right. Being in more pain, I guess. Um, right. She's um, pretty active during Okay, that. two things. If you really feel that she's in pain, you can do Boswellia. That's a pain. Boswellia. B-O-S-W-E-L-I. I think it's L-L-I-A. Boswellia. That's what I just had to do with uh, my uh, Zelda. But anyway, also, too, then, uh, that's a pain relief. But you might want to try now. You said seven, correct? Yes. Okay. Have you ever tried the Wapiti Lap Senior Mobility? You might want to try that, the Wapiti Lab Senior Mobility, because it could be like, you know, like say she's older, she's a field dog, they run hard, and you know what I mean? You might want to try giving her some good supplements that will help, you know, rejuvenate the joints. Yeah. Uh, So the Basoli is a painkiller, okay? And for the average, how many pounds is she? She's about... 40, 40, between okay. 48 and 50 pounds. Okay. I would know. try, you know, just one Boswellia. It comes in capsules. I can get capsules, okay. tablets. 
And anyway, you could try one. I just put it, you know, Zelda's food, and just do that one a day for three days and see what you what you know what, what the thoughts are. Or you could try, like I say, the Wapiti Lab Mobility. That usually takes about four or five days before you start seeing any, you know, uh, the Senior okay. Mobility because that's got ginseng in it. Okay. Uh, the Senior Mobility. And so you, you might want to try that, and uh, because yeah, or in the chiropractor, okay. I'm a big believer in especially a hunting dog or agility dog, a dog that's using a, that's a sport. They, mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of twisting and turning and jumping, and you know what oh, I mean. Fine. And just yeah. j- just like with us, we can get thrown out of whack. So I yep. would before hunt, get into the thick of hunting, I would get her a chiropractic adjustment just just because. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Good luck, kiddo. Keep us Thank posted. You. Okay. Okay. Thank bye. you. Bye bye. Yeah, and people just, you know, when I say get a chiropractic adjustment for the dog, they look at me like a deer in the headlight, like, it's a dog. You know, that I said, yeah, but a cat, too. You know, cats and dogs, the cats are jumping here, there, and everywhere. You know, and then as we get older with all that jumping and pounding and twisting and turning, yeah, chiropractic is huge. You know, there's uh, Rhythm of Life in Ham Lake. There's uh, Perpetual Motion, you know, in, in Edina. There's also uh, Mark LaValle. I guess he's a good one up in the northwest, northeast. Yeah, uh, uh, there's also uh, chiropractic for everybody. So there's a lot of chiropractics out there. I would give every dog at least two times a year to get adjustment if they're a mobile, you know, a jumpy, turny, twisty type sporting dog. So, okay, let's see. Well, let's see if we can uh, quick try to grab one more. Okay, this is Connie, and she has a question about cat chin acne. Okay, <laughs> hi, Connie. Connie, to speak fast, we're running out of time. Okay, <laughs> well, I have a cat I adopted um, July 20th, and he's, he's a long hair, five years old, Max, and um, I took him to the vet and the shelter covered it because he developed a chin acne. Yep. And they gave him the wipes, chlorhexidine. You're mm-hmm. probably familiar mm-hmm. with it. But they're not going away, and he lost the, you know, rough around the neck. Oh, no. He, yeah, he's been not scratching incessantly, but it just comes out. It seems to fall out. You know what I would do so, is I would go uh, contact Dr. Jessica Levy, the holistic uh-huh. vet, because I'm sure there's some remedies that will help you with that. If you got okay. holistic-vet-care.com. And that's holistic-vet-care.com. Dot com and she does a lot of over the phone consultations all right uh-huh. and so i uh-huh. would i would email her and then uh see because i know there's remedies for this especially if they okay. start to lose the mane and such like that there's uh, yeah. and, and i, yeah. I would you want to need to jump on this right away okay and then also what it's, you feed too um, is a huge yeah i read online that to change up and get a not normal like no no poultry or or fish, and so he does. He's kind of hooked on those. It seems like. Okay, well, we can, you can give me a call up at Katie's Canines. Uh-huh. We got to head out. Okay, thanks okay. for the call. Thanks for everybody listening. Go Vikes. We need a new kicker. I'll talk to you next week. Happy trip.